0: Hey, what's going on, world? This is Kay Williams for the Politicking Forum, Ken Chronicles, H&S 420. Got a couple of my, uh, couple dear friends, and we're just going to sit back and um, talk about some cool issues. We're going to cover the BET Awards. We're going to talk about sports columnist Jason Whitlock. He recently had a um, very thought-provoking article we're going to express on, um, and we're going to talk about uh, whether or not Cap should get a fair chance in the NFL, so I want to bring on. Um, first we got Calum, he's the CEO of the Politic Inform, the man with the master plan who makes it all happen. What's going on, champ? Deal, deal. Right. Then we got a
1: uh, a very it's trying to get to maxim maximizing my time.
0: I feel that. I feel that. Then we got uh, a yeah. we got another brother uh, with some cool introspective views. He goes by the name of uh, Alvin. What's going on, Alvin?
2: What's going on, Kim? What's going on, Caleb? Right on. How you guys feeling tonight, man?
0: Man, blessed. Blessed to be here.
2: Chillin', chillin'. Last
1: last
0: but not least. Black, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Man. Last but not least, we got uh, this dude is just dope, man. He's my best friend. We've been friends for years. We've actually been podcasting for a very long time without knowing it. Throughout the year, just talking on the phone, he um, got some pretty cool views. His name is Courtney. What's going on, Courtney? A.K.A. Up. What's going on? What's good? Mm. How was y'all day, fellas? What's long. The deal? What's oh. the deal? <laughs> <laughs> hey, who else oh, said man. long? Long
1: <laughs> was cool.
0: Long and productive, or let's talk about it. i don't say Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I wouldn't
3: say productive, just long, really. Ah,
0: that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... I felt like some
3: productive things got done. It, felt right. longer.
0: it was productive, yeah. And, Caleb, you enjoying your night off,
1: huh? Yeah, man. Got, got like, four hours of sleep. You know, I live off four hours. We
3: can four hours
1: Caleb. and go, man. That's the, the discipline.
2: Can you guys you hear me? No, I can hear him. It's just, it's delayed. Distorted? Yeah.
1: I don't know what's going on. Maybe I exit myself, come back.
0: Because mm-hmm. I can hear you. You good on me. I'll running. be back. Okay. Running. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. All right. Be, I'll be back, though. Just, okay. just to check.
0: You're going to come back. Courtney, why do you keep going black? some came up right there oh no you good alvin the great what's up man
2: <laughs> i'm good man how are you man
0: man i'm i'm uh i mean you want the real answer i'm all I, right, mean,
2: <laughs> I mean we might as well be transparent like we always are
0: I'm all right, man. It was. T- today was a day. That's all. Caleb, you back?
1: Yeah. yeah I'm back. Can y'all hear me?
0: Yeah, yes, you're good on my end. Mm-hmm. All right. So look, fellas, we gonna uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. we gonna we gonna delve right back in, man. Sports columnist Jason Whitlock, he uh he published an article, a little bit like roughly a week ago, mixed messages on race, increasing polarization. Uh, and then the article is just a brief ar- uh, overview of the article. He talked about uh, mixed people who are pretty much spearheading the BLM movement. And uh, he made references uh, to these people who are spearheading. He made references to their mothers. Um, uh, so talked about Jesse Smullett, white dad, black mom. And then, you know, Colin Cat, black dad, black dad, white mom. Um, and he also talked about like just the, the younger mixed generations. In general, um, struggling with identity crisis and um, just having cultural issues. Uh, Courtney actually put me on to this article, and uh, I found it I found it very, very, very interesting. Uh, especially, I'm gonna read just a quick excerpt, just for a quick frame of reference. And and it goes, he goes, this is his words. "In quotations, let me clarify. Imagine being half black." half white and raised by the white side of your family. You're immersed in white culture and sensibilities, but society assigns you a black classification and you're treated as the second coming of Nelson Mandela. You love your family. You know, your fl- family loves you, excuse me, but society at a large rejects the white half of you. Caleb, uh, how you feel about that? What'd you get from the article?
1: Well, me personally, I have three siblings that are half white. So I spent uh, summers in Idaho where I've seen the black flight. And out there it's like there's only mixed black people. So I was like uh, uh, the only all black child that uh, basically was in the vicinity. So I kind of resonate with a lot of what he talked about just because of the identity crisis is like you, everybody knows you're black, but they, they don't really state it until you're out in public. You know what I'm saying? So like behind closed doors, you can be kicking it with this white boy and race doesn't exist. But then when you go to the boys and girls club, now they kind of shying away from you because they don't want to be the one kicking it with the black guy, you know what I'm saying? It's mm. kind of like, I personally don't struggle with that identity crisis, but I've seen it firsthand through my siblings and they live in Idaho now, which is predominantly white. They mm. date white men, my sisters, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I I don't know how to feel about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm. how do they defend their blackness, but still accept the white part of them?
0: That's interesting. And so you have, like you said, personal experiences uh, from your family. And, you know, my daughter on her mother's side, that's where her roots come from, Idaho. So it's um, I get that. That's an interesting paradigm. Um, Alvin, what you got?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, given the amount of kids I work with and what I've experienced, like I actually wore my school's hoodie or T-shirt or sweatshirt tonight because I've been telling the kids to come and listen to what we talk about. Um, I think it's one of the hardest things ever. I mean, I, I talked to you guys about it last time about me being light-skinned, and I wasn't mixed, and it was hard enough for me to get through. Now, you know, the N-word's thrown around so much, you know, pretending to be hood and and, and hard and, and ghetto or whatever isn't even about black and brown or white or, or whatever. It's just about, like, substance. So I think those kids who do come from mixed backgrounds that uh, are being raised with a little bit more privilege, uh, you know, seeing doing things that uh, most kids, and I mean, I mean, it is kind of a racial thing. Like people, people don't, they don't really think about how many kids see white people doing cool things on TV or on commercials and don't really see black people doing that type of stuff. So when they do get out in the streets, or get into, like, you know, Caleb said, the Boys and Girls Club, they don't even know who to gravitate to. Because when they do go over to the black crew, like the black group, they don't fit in there. Because what they talk about and how they live their life is completely different than the way they live theirs. Then they try to go over to the white side, they don't fit in over there neither. It's like, if they don't have a sport or some type of artistic, create, like some type of artistic uh, uh, talent to kind of express themselves, they end up getting kind of in a deep dark hole.
0: So so okay so so back to like the boys and girls reference cuz that's where yeah. you see it mainly predominantly, right? Yeah. Um, just certain situations. Um Do you see so when there's a mixed kid who's black and white what race do you see that particular kid gravitating towards? More of the black well, I, side or
2: the white side? It's always the black side because black side is always more trendy. It's more accepted. It's it's cool. You know what I mean? Because you'll even have you'll have both sides—a black mom or white mom, whatever. If the kids light skin, they want to fit in with the with the darker skin kids because then they can Ooh. feel accepted. If they're lighter or if they're darker skin, they definitely want to fit in. But it's more or less just the, like the culture i mean it doesn't matter if you're on the west side or the east side you know what i'm saying like we represent cool so there's no way that um not fitting in with us is something that they're not trying to do it's just normally you don't you don't ex- you don't really see the 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 brother or the sister going over here and talking shit about them though that type of stuff happens Ooh. more than what then more than what we could explain in this short period of time, Mm -hmm. you have more of that type of shit happening on a day-to-day basis that creates that negative mindset for the mixed kid than the actual interaction with other kids outside their household. It it is because like Caleb said, like, well, when I'm at home, my white brother or my white sister is cool with me, but when I get out, they don't like me and neither does other people. So then their whole perception of white is wrong because then now his dad like fucked up in races or his mom racist because right. they do treat me different because I mm-hmm. am darker. So
0: you know, you know, and I'm expounding that too. Before we go to Courtney, my daughter, um, she has sisters who aren't mixed. They're all white, or what all white is, quote unquote. Right, uh, right. And my daughter said that she notices how receptive other people are before she walks in the room and then when she walks in the room it's just a little different so she said it'd be a situation like this like she'll see people come into the house and they'll wave at her little sisters uh, because they're much younger pick them up and then when kenya and then when kenya walks in you know they they they, they're kind of apprehensive and they're kind of just like hi and i asked my daughter how she feel about that and she goes well she goes they're just looking at me as being like a you know a black little girl. So I found that to be uh, very interesting that like, even you've like, you've actually encountered that too though, right? Like people
2: that you know. Oh um, man, like, yeah. my ch- like my children, they're mixed, right? Mm-hmm. So my oldest is always like, when she was younger, she'd run up and hug everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always taught all three of them that, you know, if you feel that you want to hug someone, you know, that's fine, but you don't have to. You You don't have to feel wrong for not wanting to hug someone. You can say hi in a different way. And mm-hmm. what I've caught on to was that yeah. white, and I mean, I don't Where want to be going? like super racist, but I gotta be racist about like Hispanics mm-hmm. and white seem to have like a I, different- I'm trying to ask, ask some questions, he not responding. Of, of like, um, of, like you, you know, the comfortability level is different. So, and mm-hmm. there's always this perception that like all other nationalities have fathers who eventually- he got triple you don't really hear that about black people. So it's like background
0: noise, Courtney. Mm -hmm. So it's
2: like let me call you back. Okay. Black fathers, you know, for the most part, teach their kids not to hug on strangers. Don't you know you don't have to interact like that. Everyone else is just wide open, come in here and and (laughs) embrace on. So it's (laughs) like you come in, you could pick up and I know this sounds terrible because like it does sound terrible, but you could pick up any little white kid at any time. You could be in a grocery store and a, and a woman has her kid and they're crying and you can reach your hands out and I'll say, hey, let me help you. And they'll give you their child and let you like, you know, rock them and all that good stuff. But you never see that on the opposite end. So
0: I've never, I
2: mean, personally, I've never, I've never been in a situation where I've seen like a black mom or grandma have some older woman or, you know, cause you know, there's those moments where like, you know, two people. Somebody loves a child standing behind you in the line like, oh, you know, it looks like little Johnny's just upset. Let me hold him for you because you seem frustrated. Mike,
0: but how about this? How I, about this? Let me go let, let me let me throw it at you at another angle. So so you said so you said that um, the white kid is is, is more prone to come to you. But let me ask you a million dollar question. Do you think that it's going to be a little difference between that white kid coming to you as opposed to me?
1: Can you hear me? He froze. Uh, I don't know. I think he froze. Right but
3: mm-hmm. but
1: but I answer that, yeah. It would be a big difference. It'd be a big difference. I don't know. Black people aren't aren't really received well in public. So if I'm not received well by you, then how would I expect you to receive me
3: mm-hmm.
1: picking up your child? You know what I'm saying? Hmm.
3: Hmm.
1: As far as um, uh, we're always looked at as criminals or under some type of criminal activity or mindset. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like the the fear that white people have of us, they wouldn't even allow their child to even think about getting picked up. But you know what, By a black man, but, I think that they instill right. instill that in their mindset.
0: You know what I found interesting? Go that go ahead. You know what I found very interesting. That's why I wanted to hear like, and, and that's a beautiful assessment. But what I found interesting is uh, how natural I'm back. Alvin, How I found it very interesting. I'm glad that you're back. I found it very interesting that you looked at situations like that. Like that's kind of a normalcy where me being darker complexion, I don't, I don't look at it as that inviting. So I think that maybe white. Oh, people well, see, and that's you,
2: and, and no, you get what I'm that, saying that's though. That's the whole. No, no, no. I'm glad you said it because that's the shade shaming thing that like we all kind of like know about. but We don't really speak about. Like I can be in the grocery store with my three daughters being light bright. And as soon as I get the turnaround and the glance. (laughs) Oh, I I mean, literally, you hear me. No, I'm serious. You hear me scolding my children. You hear me Mm -hmm. telling them, no, put that back. What are you thinking? We're not here for that. I'm saying like, you know, being a father. But as soon as you turn around, hearing the bass of my voice or the aggressiveness in my tone, and you see that I'm not dark skinned oh, like, oh <laughs> how are you doing? I, you know what? I really admire the, the way, way that you're you exactly. <laughs> I turn around and slap him in the yeah. face without so my. Like, oh, you've never mm-hmm. seen a black father before.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
2: you know, what I'm saying like you didn't see like you know, you know Uncle Phil. You didn't see like Carl, you know Carl Oldest Winslow on Family Matters. Like I'd be sarcastic with him in line. Right. they look at me crazy, like, well, I didn't mean it that way. I'm like, but if you would have glanced and saw it was darker, you wouldn't have turned around and talked to me. Of course you have been more afraid of me turn, saying, like, bitch, turn around, don't look at me. Right. So It's the, it, fear.
0: Uh, it's the fear.
2: Right. So that's mm-hmm. where, like, with the kids, I feel like that also is something that's resonated, you know what I'm saying, like, from the mm-hmm. adult. Like, I'm not gonna touch that black child because I wouldn't want to touch, talk to their parents.
0: Makes sense. I'm glad you was able to chime in and, uh, give an end note, but Courtney, uh you got to express on it, man. You're the one who turned me on to the uh, article. What you got, man?
3: I mean, I just felt, I thought it was a very interesting article. I, I believe a lot of what, I agree with a, a lot of what he said in there. Because like, I got mixed cousins as well. And I just think naturally, like, depending on where you grew up, too, like, you're going to always, it seems like they always gravitate more to the black side because we're just naturally inviting people. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I just think white people have a natural fear of black people, period. Mm. And, so, so, And, like, like, my daughter, like, piggybacking on Alvin in the grocery store, like, two weeks ago, my daughter, she got misplaced from me, right? Uh-huh. So she she's walking, she had the phone, she's not paying attention. I tell her all the time, pay attention where you're going. So she got away from me, and she's screaming, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. We're, uh-huh. we're in a predominantly white area, and people are like, oh, your your, your daughter's right here. Your daughter, they're all freaking out and i'm hot so i see my daughter she crying and i look dead in her face and i'm like this is exactly why i tell you to pay attention and watch your surroundings and so all the white people looking at me like i'm just horrible and i'm like i, I just start laughing like this is crazy
0: like the level like 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 the level the level of discipline so you right. can ima- so you can imagine look Whatever I say to Kenny out in public being that I'm dark skinned and they can obviously tell she's mixed, whatever I say it's 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 demonized times it's demonized, time, it's, it's demonized abuse. times 10 right I'm like yeah, this is you? so yeah. if if my daughter was all black if she was a- a- in a dark skinned black they it wouldn't, wouldn't have been look none, twice they wouldn't even for- think exactly. twice exactly Man. exactly hey,
3: and hey. hey, hey. you know how Carter you know how Carter's lighter than me so
0: right it's like it might be like yeah. a mm, exactly
3: for sure, and I'm a big, am a big black guy, so they're right. looking at me. I'm they looking at me like I'm doing extra, and I'm looking at them like this is why y'all children come up missing. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: but that logic, but, but but see that, that that kind of logic, and this is a whole another topic. They don't have to live off that logic though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but hey, but that that's that's very yeah. interesting. Uh, I share the same sentiments. So. Go ahead, and I think
3: like i don't know any prominent dark like full black people that are leading these BLL, blml movements none of this Ooh. like if you look on on television news it's always a fair-skinned mixed person and i just when i saw that article i was like damn that's kind of true like is it because they're more marketable the white people relate to them more they're easier to they're easier to talk to you know what i'm saying like I don't know, man. Mm. Mm. It's the fear. It's the fear concept. If, if like, Omar Epps or or any other black actor other than Jesse Williams said the stuff that he said at the BET, like, what would happen to them?
0: Oh, it'd be a rap. They wouldn't have a career. All their sponsorships would be done for sure. They'll lose a whole black ball. Like, for sure.
3: If Cam Newton Newton took the stance that Cap took, what would happen to Cam?
0: Woo! And, and, And look, look. And that's crazy that it, the, the the dynamic with a switch just based off a couple shades of a skin tone exactly
2: <sighs>
0: we're going to move right along fellas hey uh but cordy thank you for pointing out that uh let me ask you one more one, one more question cordy in regards to the article uh do you think like anywhere within the article you think that uh jason Whitlock was reaching a little bit just to come around and make his point i'm a fan of him i'm a um, fan of him i don't think so bro I don't I think
3: I think that narrative has been pushed on him, but I I, I can't stand him personally, honestly. But he's some of the stuff he puts out, I'll be like Very hey, logically. Like, yeah. It's like, hmm. yeah, like see I can I can not like you still respect your work and For like sure. think, you know think you're intelligent, but some of the shit he say, I'd be like, nah, but a lot of stuff I'll be like, wait a minute.
0: It's thought provoking. No, no, it, it, it's extremely thought provoking, but the things that see he baits you in. He baits you in just to get your attention. But when he has you already in, the thing, like his intent to draw you in, he always put, hits the nail right on the head. And that's why I kind of like battle with him, but not Courtney Light. Like, for sure. I, yeah. I, I got to agree with that. What you got, for, Caleb?
1: For me, I, I love the way that he wrapped up the article. The, the last insert, I'm going to read from it. It says race is complicated, confusing, and a dangerous subject. We've turned leadership of the conversation over to athletes, celebrities, and the conflicted. No wonder we can't find common ground. We
3: talk about hey, that hey, too, Caleb. Hey, 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 right yeah, I was about to say. You hit it right on the head right there. I man. heard Caleb say that on the, a few episodes back. Like nice. Caleb Calum that. that. Like, why are we so? Why are we investing in these celebrities and movie stars and stuff? That's true
0: yeah and that's interesting that you that you uh you took that excerpt
1: go ahead Caleb. because for me it's
0: like it's like we
1: used to have if you look at the past we had black religious leaders but now that like i brought up in in the previous podcast there is there is no black church the the black church is non-existent and you kind of shunned me for for calling out Clevlo Dollar and TD Jakes, but at the same time, it's like I I understand, but times, <laughs> man. If you expect LeBron to say some shit, then I, we really should expect you to say something. You know what I'm saying? Why are we putting all this pressure on a man Ooh. like LeBron James? Why are we ain't putting that pressure on a TD Jakes, on a Clevlo Dollar that everybody gave their money to, so he could have a private plane, so y'all could pay, y'all, where well, he could apply pressure on the people. To, to pay for him a private plane, but we can't p- apply pressure on him to speak up for the black community. Can we be that's fair to That's backwards. Yeah,
0: yeah but th- be- you know what? That's because Wait, you're, not, you're I- not supposed to. Be- go ahead. Just let me say one thing, and then uh, go ahead, go ahead. I want him to respond, and then you got the floor. Uh, but, Caleb, uh, everybody protests different, though, brother. So we, we don't know. We talk about, look, we talk about back-end stuff, right? You're the king of the back-end, so you got to respect the back-end. We don't know. Nah. We don't know. Everybody protests different, though, Courtney. Ken, the black church is gone, bro. But hold the on, government. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm government not is of I'm not. I'm not. I'm, that, that's not like that's not the debate. We're talking about like the expectancy of what the preachers and pastors. I mean, everybody protests differently. I'm not disagreeing with what you guys. Are I, saying. I hear
3: you. I hear you. But when it comes to stuff regarding religion, they're front and center. They have to be.
0: But but they but but I'm saying though, it might not be their calling to go ahead and go no, to the it, forefront. No, God they, might call no, them They're to, calling their calling can't, can't stray
2: away from what their calling is, but go ahead. Let me but. let me
0: finish. But 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 what I'm saying is that their calling is their calling, but God might put them in different situations and different areas of protest. We're just expecting them to get up and preach and go out and rally how they preach on Sundays. But in this situation, it might be a different calling. They might handle study, might be writing on the back end. They might be the financial back end. So we got to kind of have an open mind, though. But that's just my opinion. What you got? Where are we going? Cannon the out. Okay.
1: Oh, hold on. To, to respond to that, I, I understand everything that you're saying, but my argument isn't about him going to preach a sermon out of protest. Mine is. It's, it's more the mindset of the people. Why, as the people, do we have bigger expectations for an athlete like LeBron James than we do a religious leader like TD Jakes? I'm talking to the uh, more the mentality of the black community. Why we put so much weight on what LeBron says and not the religious leaders? I'll 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 chime
2: in on that one because the black people don't follow it because, Caleb, like you said, there's no black church. That's also because most black people don't follow any type of church anymore because they don't believe in half the things they've read in the Bible or even are reading in the Bible because of that. Like we talked about the last time as far as if the slaves were being read the Bible and they start to if people are starting to do their research and they are they are stuck right now on the fact that there's no way that the Bible can be as accurate as people say they are, because when it was originally pre- like presented to us, we were slaves. So that means it could have said that the sky was black, the ocean was red, you know, trees were were, were orange. You know we what I mean? Know. Right. No, you know what I'm saying? And so I think right now, like as far as as a whole, we're looking at the people that we can physically put our hands on and touch and say, okay, LeBron, you're our Michael Jordan of this generation. You're our Kobe Bryant of this generation. Kobe would have did this, this way. So we're expecting you to do it in a different way or the same way, instead of looking at people who are in positions to actually have their voice heard, maybe make a different impact. Like if we really had any type of pastor or reverend saying anything about half of this stuff going on in the world, it would change the narrative, but only because it's Steven Jackson's like twin brother, but it's not his brother, is it even as, as impactful as it is? And I'm saying and I wrote this down, Ken, just so you know, because I was telling Caleb earlier, I was doing notes. I believe no, that I if respect it was that for, thank you. No problem. If it wasn't for the fact that Steven Jackson already had on his record that he jumped into the stands and beat some niggas asses off of his basketball teammates in the NBA, none of this shit would have went down the way it's gone down. I feel like he was a dark skinned guy in the public's eye. He's already retired from the NBA. He's already become somebody that we see on a on a daily basis on ESPN. He has a podcast and a TV or a little podcast show with Matt Barnes. He has so much like national attention right now that if if something if he would have flipped the opposite direction, like if Steven Jackson actually says turn up, I believe more people will turn up and go in a negative, more aggressive way than anybody would expect. Why just because of who he is what, because of who he is and what he stands for. And I don't mean because of what he did out on a basketball court, but the man's been as honest as he can outspoken. I mean, he's, he's, he's candid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, like right now, you don't hear him every day talking and ranting about different things going on. You but just when you see do hear him, him, yeah, for sure. I he's agree. going in, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know where he's at, he's frontline, he's like, I'm still in Minnesota, I haven't went home yet. Blah blah blah. But who else is doing that type of thing? You know what I'm saying? Like each like there is a handful of NBA players on each team that are doing that in their local community. but like you said before, you don't see LeBron, so that's why people were pressing for LeBron. If Le- it was, you
0: know what? But,
2: what? no, go ahead, No, that. I was just saying like if it was, if if TD Jakes would say, "Everybody come to my church, and we're going to have a peaceful protest, or I'm going to try to get some people of my of our community to sit down with us and talk about these issues uh, uh, on on camera." during one of my nationally televised sermons that I get paid for anyway, that would have everybody going and want to listen.
3: Yeah, and, and it's not so much mm-hmm. like when we say we want to mm-hmm. hear. Like, I don't need to hear. I just want to see him. I just want to see Right, 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 right. We see Steven Jackson at the visuals. We see him in Texas. Like, where right. everybody else at. Like, I don't need right. to say nothing. I just want to see you. But just right. like people was going, mm-hmm. going in on Kendrick about not saying nothing, not posting nothing. But he was at the Raleigh and Compton. After I seen right. that, I said, okay, like there we go.
2: Right. right. Like so, I just need
3: to know like you're conscious of what's going on in our communities. Like
2: you really matter. And, and not just forgetting about because we on this top, on this bottom half of the tax bracket. Exactly. So so
0: so 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 once you see so once you see the visual, like I agree. That was suffice me enough. Like, okay, cause you know it's for them to be at anything, that means they're listening and paying attention. But let's stay on the celebrity tier, right? Hey, the BET Awards. Hey, man. So, you guys um, can reference the article. It was published, I think, two days ago. Um, Yesterday, my timing is off right now. uh, But just check that out. So, yeah, fellas, uh, did you see the BET Awards uh, more in a positive light, negative light? Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw a lot of sponsorships. I'll be right back. I mean... This is locked and loaded. Uh What you think, Courtney?
3: I mean, I think moving forward, especially for this year, whatever show we have, whatever kind of BET MVP award, it's going to be all apologetic stuff like Black Lives Matter. It was just overkill for me. Like I didn't need it. Right. I mean, I watched yeah. the whole two and a half hours. It was a complete waste of time. Besides yeah. the uh I love the baby's video, the little visual he did. That was right. sick. Right. Um, He's the king of visuals, right? Yeah, there he uh, is.
0: Yeah, that was sick. Like, I didn't like and that. It, you didn't like it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Keep going, Corneo. Give me one second, Caleb. Go, go ahead, Courtney. Caleb.
3: Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: His visual, when he had the, the knee on his neck, Yeah. he, he copied a, a Pasadena artist. called His name is Katori Walker.
3: And, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I remember I, I did it. Man, Kotori been on that level two
0: years week. ago, C- two years, three years, two, three years ago. Yeah, he had a very controversial. Yeah. But it's Go art, caleb It's art. Go
1: ahead. Yeah. So that that was just my a big dismay for me because you know you could have came with something more original if you really wanted to make a statement. If you really, if you really out there to use your platform to make a statement, you shouldn't be jocking nobody. And, and, a, and a lot of the visuals were negative. They were showing black people uh, essentially rioting as if we're responsible for these riots that have occurred throughout America. So it's kind of like the visuals were kind of coinciding with the thought process of white America as far as where black people are. So now when they blame us for all these riots and then we put out visuals matching their uh, way of thinking, then how is that positive
0: for the black community? Hey, so, why so women on CBS question. as well? Oh, I'm, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, it's right? so, okay, oh, hold on. Yeah. So, okay. so, so candle let me, um, so let me ask you a question. So, be, because, because we had already seen that in Katroy Walker why was it less significant to you? I mean, the message. So, so, so for it to be reenacted, that means we're still dealing with the same situations. So, for you, because I mean, that you know, that stood out. That that stood out. Um, so, why are you looking well, at it well, as an well, negative me, perspective? I'm we're Pas- still dealing with the same I'm situations. From
1: Pasadena, so i so I I get what you're saying, but for me, I'm from Pasadena, so I I, I know the backstory of. Katori Walker story. So when he's telling the story, I know people that know his brother that he's talking about. I, I, I'm familiar with the whole backstory of the, the whole um, basically st- story he told in the visual. So it's kind of like it's watering down because the, the rock star song didn't even match the visual. You know what I'm saying? If you were gonna right. talk about, you could you could kick the freestyle acapella, talking about what's going on with the foot on your neck, but to do it to the rock star song, you know what I'm saying? It just it just didn't fit the visual.
0: But just hold on. But let me ask you a question. So leading up into what actually happened that really promoted the visual, does it really matter though? You get what I'm saying, Caleb? Like I know, like yeah you're, you're a man matter. of big thoughts though no, it does okay i respect mm-hmm. that i respect that it doesn't matter
1: just for me I, I i feel like if you wanted to make the statement everybody's raving about the visual but i've seen it done better by the original and in, in the story that was told so the cinematics that, of it, music yes no the music the, the story and the music that went with the visual Actually, okay. match. I didn't feel like the visual match the the music, and and that's why I didn't really enjoy the content.
0: So it was pre- it, it was it was. Pre- I don't like the you. rock star song. That's cool. That's cool. I don't like the
1: rock star song, and uh, saying "fuck cops" on all the songs is not gonna get us right. black plot. So I, I don't know you. why all why this is going on. You know what I'm saying? That's not gonna get us nowhere.
0: That last part, I agree it's with actually, you wholeheartedly. So it's actually counterproductive, for sure. Alvin, mm-hmm. you want me to recap it? Get a question again? Kind of. Well, you, you were
2: there? saying about the BET Awards, right? Yeah. And how you feel about it, and as far as like the the different visuals about the Black Lives Matter, right?
0: Well, do you see the overall? Do you see the overall production in a positive light? Not at all. No,
2: let's talk. So I feel that this was probably the worst time that it could have been televised on CBS because it seemed more or less like. It was to satisfy more than just the black community feeling uh, in a time of discomfort, so to speak. Because um, the 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 main, I mean, Alicia Keys had a good song. Um, Wayne Brady's performance was really good for Lionel Richie uh, or Lil Richard. I mean, um, but like the Rowdy Rich, the 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 baby, Megan the Stallion. These are all just popular not i don't want to say one hit wonders but they're popular trendy artists and i feel like megan the stallion probably had the better best performance because she she stayed true to her i mean yeah they added that little that new song she has bit off of easy e so you kind of had like the tupac dre, uh dr dre kind of like cali love type of feel in the desert or whatever but everybody throwing in all the black lives matter all the Protesting and using their voices as the uh, or this is as their platform to voice how they uh, feel. I feel like it was all this propaganda. Like they could have kept it to themselves, and I don't mean it like kept it to themselves. Like it's the artist's fault, but it was a collective. It was a collective move from each artist to um, the the host, who really came across like a. I mean, she. I liked. I liked everything she said. She reminded me of like a female Dave Chappelle, Amanda Sales? Like, Yeah, she she was on point with everything, but it just, it hurt me because there was times where it was MTV, BET, and VH1. You know what I mean? All three of them, you know, had the BET Awards. It was cool. I felt like this was just staged. Like, it was all staged. So, okay. I didn't watch it. If it wasn't for you required, not saying you required it, but if this wasn't. I did. Content, I did. I know, but I'm, 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 I'm being honest with you. If we didn't have this as content to talk about, I wouldn't have watched any of it because I I didn't intend to. I, I said, why would we have to be the only ones to still have to do an award show when up until this point, our awards didn't matter to nobody's? Like oh, when you talk about what awards you get, it was what? Emmys, mm. Grammy, uh, uh um, What's the other one, Tony? SB's, you know what I mean. Tony. Yeah, like, you know how that goes. Every, the all all the
0: words we're not invited to accept the sports, the, the what the SBS or whatever the sports ones is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. yeah
2: so, 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 right. so
0: Alvin. So Alvin, you know what's interesting, man? Um, it was actually, um, it was actually a benefit that that you watched it because you you were, you were able to give your own personal point of view, right? That might you know might go out to the world and help somebody so uh hey man content what i'm learning from calum is a uh, all content and good content but it's still content though so i'm just yes, learning sir. learning learning man so uh i just i just respect the fact that you, you you studied and you did your homework and uh man i respect that uh so look if, if people don't if you guys don't have anything else to express on that uh calum what do you think was the motive behind the BET awards being on a major network.
1: Um uh getting it in front of white viewers, honestly. Mm. I mean, just they, they wanted they wanted to they wanted to, the the optics to match the news stories. So you would go on a major news network like CBS that's been pushing this uh black riot or narrative and then you want the black awards to match the narrative that you're pushing when you uh, push your news out so it was just a, another ploy as far as why would CBS you you know BET didn't go to CBS and say hey can we do our awards here so right why did CBS approach BET and want to to host the BET Awards you know what I'm saying And and just understanding the, how the back end works you know cbs approached BET because of course if if that wasn't so then we would have we would have had the BET awards on major networks way before this so what is cbs motives is it mm. for is it pro-black are are they for black people no i don't believe so so it, it's all it's all optics man
0: so okay Propaganda. okay okay so okay so not looking at it from a logical perspective, because I agree with you wholeheartedly. So from a manipulative a manipulative perspective, do you think it would have been genius for us for it to be on a major on a major broadcast network?
1: Yeah, because in this game, man, it's all about exposure, man. The more odds you can get on your shit, uh-huh. the better. No matter which way you get it done, man. So it's all, there is, in 48 Laws of Power, man, I believe it's the sixth law, was saying um, attract attention at all costs. There is no such thing as bad publicity. So as far as black people, as far as a person like Megan The Stallion, which would never get the average white person to tune into her, you know, we might got 100,000 white people that looked at Megan The Stallion for two minutes. And so, that right there is worth it as a black people. We're only thirteen so percent of America. So yeah, but
0: it's interesting that uh you see both sides to it. That's why I had to ask you, you know, from the business acumen side of it too. So you get the, the logical side and mm-hmm. the business aspect. Hey, I love both answers. Courtney, what you got, and then we're gonna transition to Alvin. As far About as the, the motive. Like, what do you think the motive was behind it? being on the major network.
3: Like Caleb said, I believe CBS reached out to not BET. It makes it makes too much sense, mm-hmm. like you said, to continue the narrative. CBS is, basically, I go to CBS for news. I mean, I don't watch any other shows on CBS. It's a news station. And uh, the BET war was news, man. That's all. Oh, so it was less entertaining this year for you, Courtney? It was terrible, man.
2: I was oh. irritated. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, Gordon, you said it right. It was news. You, you're so right. It was news. They played it so that people could feel, so people could give us views, so they could feel like they're putting money back in our pockets because we were jigabooing exactly. on stage. Exactly. Well, from that's the, what you know, it was. Our own house. So no, but you, uh, I was gonna say you know, on Caleb what? that that you know we used to have the uh, Source Awards. You Remember the Source Awards used to be on uh, Fox Eleven. Mm-hmm. And they until people violent. started fighting, well, you know, it got wild. That's the point. It got wild. And then they didn't want to show that on Fox 11. I don't think they cared about the violence that they were showing between the, the hip-hop culture. But I think it was more or less just not showing something that not everybody was going to pay attention to.
0: Because you know what, Fox? They do show violence. But to-
2: <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I'm talking
0: laughs> about. But we're going to be fine. Yeah. To, 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 to rebuttal to that,
1: Source... Sold itself and is now owned by white people. Same same way that bt is. So these white people jock for position, rub shoulders with you, get buddy buddy, and then acquire you. Yep. And so was that really or was well, that? Well, no. I mean, or was that we got to sell for position, the highest dollar You know what I'm saying? So they was putting themselves in in position to be acquired, and that's what happened, man. So we can't really. I mean, was it for? Was it for black people? Yeah, the Social Awards was, but was the deals for black people that was done behind the, the doors for the back end? No. The white man still won. So the white man put on a black production. Should we really rave about that?
0: I got a question, Caleb, for for, 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 for all the fellas, for all the fellas. So the general consensus amongst the fellas is that, is that you guys did not enjoy the BET Awards, right? Right We on. agree? Okay. Didn't like okay. it. So, um, I mean, I have my opinion. I'm kind of on the fence. I see both sides. I didn't enjoy it, to be honest with you. But, I mean, I I get it, just like you guys get it. But here's an important question. How much respect have you guys lost for the actual artists who participated
2: in the BET Awards? Mm -hmm. I didn't lose Come any on. for Wayne Brady, didn't lose any for Alicia Keys. They all did their job. I okay. mean, it's just it's unfortunate that uh it wasn't the, the best production.
0: Mm. So Alvin, so stay there with me, right? So so throughout the show, you see certain people who your thoughts ally with theirs, and then certain people you knew was just it, it was just media propaganda. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get that. So moving to Courtney. See the artists. I don't know
3: how much say so the artists had in it. You got to look at their labels too. I'm sure labels was jockeying for these vigils to go up mm. too. Like and then look who got the biggest parts: Ma- Melgassay and the Bass, who are the hottest artists in the game right now. Ooh. So, I mean, you got to look. They're tied to these labels too. Yep. Right. Neither one but, of them. Neither. Neither one of them are independent. Meg Rock Nation, The Baby Who's the Atlantic, like mm-hmm. those are, they.
0: Them two run hip hop. Mm-hmm. So Let, let's stay here, I, though, Courtney. You don't. You, you don't. You don't think that those two artists, um, during this time of social protests, being that labels are going to be a little bit more sensitive to their black artists. You don't think they had more of a say so to say, you know what? Hey, I'm not going to take the stance. I'm not going to perform. Nope. Ooh, why is that? It ain't no,
3: ain't no, ain't no labels being sensitive to no to black issues, bro. If that's the case, Dayla So and all these other groups that have all they all they masters and shit don't they don't care about us, man.
0: Ooh. So they just went ahead and just so so the two you going you stars, gonna
3: fall in line. The, so so they're the, gonna, they gonna fall in
0: right. line. I agree. so the two megastars. You're just saying they basically went and did their job. Yep. Ooh. Who next? Who got something else? Let's go switch it up i got something
2: else sorry about that as far as the artist i I mean
0: whatever
1: y'all want to talk about i'm good why why, why wouldn't i if i'm an artist why wouldn't i you know what i'm saying i don't know i just don't get it i mean and like like he said they are signed to to labels and management and public relations handles the artist's imagery so the pr team put them in in, in contact with BT. now BT is not black owned and when doing a deal with CBS it's like white a, a white man and a white man decided what the black production was going to do it's like it's like Barnum and Bailey it was yeah. like a circus to me and, exactly. Uh, you know what I'm saying but the circus acts are the star of the show man so if you're a lion tamer you go out there and tame the lions, man, and that's what the Styler and the baby did, man. Hey, I got and, one and, for you,
3: man. and i <laughs> go, go ahead. ahead. I, I wanted to touch on something you said. Oh, you said you like the Wayne Brady thing? I thought it was disrespectful to Little Richard, man. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Look, I don't mean that I liked it mm-hmm.
1: because it look not. like a comedy well, skit. I
2: got something, yeah, more. man, it was like a parody. No, no, look, I got one more for you because I wrote this down too. <laughs> You know, Wayne Brady has always been the most jiggaboo white faced black man that we've ever seen on television forever. Fact, you know what I don't hate on him because he's a he's 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 a talented dude, but we've always put him in that category. Like you just want to be good with them. I thought what he said about why he was uh, honored to take on that uh, take on that role and try to perform and make it a parody and all that. I respected that part of it. When I watched it, I just laughed like it was just Wayne Brady being Wayne Brady. But uh, it was like, but wait, I have one thing. I have one thing I wanted to add, too. When you, uh, when Caleb was saying how, uh, and you said it too, Kalem, and well, actually all three of you guys said it, about how they all had to do with their uh, labels. You know, this is the very first time Beyonce, I mean, this is, and I'm a big fan of Beyonce from when I was a little kid. This is the very first time she's ever allowed her voiceover to be played during an award ceremony. Without her physically being there, so when you watch Megan the Stallion," she did she performed the remix that had Beyonce on it. You also saw Beyonce and Blue Ivy got nominated for an award, which is something mm-hmm. that nobody even knew about Blue Ivy being a part songwriter and all this other stuff. And then you know that they they also honored Beyonce at the uh, at the award, which everybody's loving Beyonce for doing the Lion King, for getting this contract with Disney. So. This was like this was a very calculated ploy. Like I bet five dollars, Jay Z's behind all of this because mm-hmm. there, was much, there was too much Rock Nation stamped <clears throat> all over this thing, and there was too much of.
0: What I mean, about I, the bigger companies?
2: Well, no, I the bigger. Honestly, well, be,
0: I, let me, Alvin. Let me ask you a question. I, I bet. Let me, you ask, let me ask you a question. What, what, Nation, what, what, I, other than Rock Nation, mm-hmm. what 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 bigger company did you see in prominence?
2: I mean, you know, the Def Jam's always his biggest competition, but outside of that, I don't know. I didn't really see too much. I mean, I'm just thinking outside the box how, you know, okay. things are going on behind the scenes, like you said. And if Jay-Z and Beyonce are going to have a subtle a subtle shot in the air where we all know that they're there and they're relevant, but not being vocal and being present, you know they had a lot of the profit going yeah. to this.
3: And, and that's the thing with Roc Nation. They don't.
2: They don't post that shit. Rock nation, rock nation. You just nope. got to be in the
3: know. And right. Like he said, like Michelle Obama, Chloe X. What's the uh, two Affiliate. girls that signed to- the Right. Phillies. Yeah. Like right. It, all it of was, that. It was. But they've been saying that Jay Z and Jay and Beyonce has been running BET behind the scenes for years. Right. Like they control. They control the show, bro. Right. Of
0: course. Right. Of course. I mean, they they and, control. And, I and think there, they control do. a lot of the black hip hop media. That's why exactly. sometimes you got Charlamagne scared to speak.
3: And then I mean you just look at the whole show. It was very,
2: very rock nation, bro. Yep. All the way around. Rowdy mm-hmm. Rick came out playing the piano. Like I didn't even
1: know I,
2: that was I didn't know DJ
1: Khaled would signing the Rock Nation. He had a fat rock piece on. I love
2: it. Yep. Oh, he gave him his last official piece from the original ninety seven like chains that they were made, uh, that were made. Mm-hmm. That was the, the rumor. Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh the other uh and Gamble. They were very prominent throughout the awards. I yeah. found that to be very interesting too. It's interesting. Um who was uh
1: I think Toyota as a sponsor. Who else was a sponsor?
0: Uh it, it was uh, a... I I see I see so, so many. many sponsors, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody yeah, it was different. Nephi, everybody because yeah. you know you you know what that's a that that's a major wave to ride. So, it just made sense. I mean, it was, it was an opportunist move, for sure. So, let's talk about, uh, let's jump into uh, different agendas. How do you feel about, how do y'all feel about different agendas? Jumping on the backs, for lack of a better term, of the Black Lives Matter movement. The Me Too movement.
1: But America is a Me Too country. You mm. I'm saying? Capitalism is based off of jumping on people's ways and, and riding it. And that's what a capitalistic system is based upon. If it wasn't so then America wouldn't exist. That's why everybody loves America, because you can come here and not know how to do shit, copy him, jump on his back, and, and reach success. For sure. and so it, it fits America. It it's the definition. Of America to me, this is why people love
2: America because they can, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, like, I feel like Black Lives Matter now is back in the forefront of taking the butt of all the criticism and all the ridicule, and then somebody else will step up and say, Well, what about this too, or what about this? Like, right now is relevant until something else happens to a different one of these groups that's starting to protest with us. Because if the next person, if the next Black person killed happens to be homosexual is going to then bring a different group out to try to get the same type of respect, or at least the same type of attention, to get their voices out. Because if you notice that you haven't heard any of that for a hate crime, and that used to always be one of the biggest issues with homosexual black males.
0: You got Courtney,
3: I think black lives matter is just, its just watered down now, man. Like. The sports unwatered it down, the media, the award shows. It's just like, I don't even think people know what Black Lives Matter means. Like, it's, I don't know. To it's, me it's marketing. Just yeah, it's like, it's marketing. It's the monetized. All these companies came out. We, Black Lives, everybody had a statement. It's just, it's corny now. I, I'm sorry. I, it's just corny to me
0: now. And then the street vendors too. So I was, I, I was driving to LA earlier. And I, and I saw, you know, um, I can't breathe. Black Lives Matter. Sandra Bland. Just paying reference yeah. and homage to to to, to all the um, the respected Black people who have uh, lost their lives unwarranted to police brutality. Um, and I was like, this is really just a money grab, though. Yep. So what, once once especially in the hood, once these cats get the sense that they can make a dollar. They're just looking for the next black tragedy to make a dollar off of it seems like. Because you lose sensitivity exactly. once you start making money. Like, if you're hungry and you're able to make money off of a situation, you don't care how you're making the money off a situation. You just want to make the money so you can eat. So I just... And look, I'm a proponent of anybody making a living, but all the vendors that selling all this stuff... I don't know, man. I think that really needs to be reevaluated from, like, a moral perspective. Like, how much do they know about the situation? It just shouldn't be a money grab. I couldn't agree more. It is watered down. Who got what they got?
1: Back to to the agenda, I think that it's mainly just another ploy of the Democratic Party to get Mm -hmm. Trump Mm up out of here. Mm -hmm. They they tried everything from sexual assault to saying that he collusion to mm-hmm. impeachment, mm-hmm. to abuse of powers. And I think this is just the next <laughs> next Democratic ploy to make sure that Trump don't win this re-election. Because once Trump ran, every Southern state turned red. Of course. And as long as all these Southern states stay red, Trump is going to be re-elected, and the Democrats have no chance due to the electoral college. So I think that this is just a ploy. To try to, to get some of those, uh get the youth of those red states to, to go against their parents and kind of split those red state votes. It's just a democratic ploy.
0: So the BLM, so let me ask you a question, so the BLM movement, it came, would you say it came in mm-hmm. a very opportune time for Trump and his candidacy?
1: Well, I, I I say that because of George Soros. George Soros was, when Black Lives Matter first started, was the first billionaire to give to the cause. So mm-hmm. this is the main financial backer of the, the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, of Black Lives Matter. But then he was the main uh, giver and one of the major components to uh, the Hillary Clinton Foundation and is an avid giver to whoever the Democratic nominee is. And he gave millions, millions of dollars to Hillary Clinton to try to beat Trump last time.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: the same dude that is giving all this money to the Democratic Foundation and giving all this money to the Hillary Clinton Foundation and giving all this money to the Democratic Party as a whole, and then this is the same dude that's the funding Black Lives Matter. You can't say that they don't coincide. The agenda. Yep.
3: <laughs> it's
1: agenda. Yeah. The agenda. in. The agenda's where the money goes. If you follow, if you follow them up, Black Lives Matter and the Democratic Party leave yeah, the no. same pot. Democratic Party and George Soros.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a democratic
0: pulling.
2: I Alvin, mean, what's up, man? Caleb said it. I, I've been saying the same thing for a while. It's, it's almost, I don't know. It's, it's either Trump or no one for when it comes to the Republican side as far as the the agenda at least with the kids that ask me questions. And then I mean on the democratic side, I really don't even know who we can even trust or believe in anymore. I mean, there there's so there's so much inconsistency that just because you put on a Daishiki or you put on a robe and you take a knee doesn't mean you actually care about black people. So it's it's one of those scenarios now where you almost have to decide if you're if you're gonna go with one side, who you really gonna go with. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even mean Trump. I mean, as far as the Democratic parties, because you know, I learned a lot from Caleb and actually did some research. You know, we've always been Black Republicans. We never wow. really been Democrats. so yep. you know that is something that kind of ruins a lot of uh, of hatred towards Republicans or even just the perception of white people being Republicans is more or less what you know, including us into the party and making sure that we're taken care of as well, considering that we're contributing towards the success of it is, everybody. It is.
0: You know? And it's interesting you say that because uh, Courtney and I, we had a conversation about black Republicans and uh, Courtney made a good point. He was like, you know, it just depends on where you are personally, financially. Right. Obviously, if you're a black person with some money, you want those taxes. You want those tax breaks. But like you said, growing up, that's all we heard is the Democratic Party was for black people, for black right. people. So you're growing up and and that's ingrained. But as you grow up and you gain your own consciousness, you start comparing the parties. You like for me, I really see neither party makes sense. They're no, right. a party within a party, <laughs> it don't, I don't differentiate look any of two. the two.
1: If you look at the Civil War, man, they there was no the, the North didn't defeat the South, they came to an agreement. They realized that they were fighting and killing each other over black people, and instead it, of uh, granting us uh, equal rights, they ended the war and they they granted us second class citizenship. So that was the agreement. We're not even uh, we're we're under tier citizens, so we don't have equality in America. So that like back to the agenda, America's had its own agenda since its conception, and it was never to give black people equality. Okay,
0: Caleb.
1: So I- no matter what money is, no matter how much you say black lives matter America as a whole as long as we're classified as a second second class citizen and as long as we're still three fifths of a man in a constitution then how can America say that black lives matter no matter how many knees you take if you're you have the power to change this but instead you put on a dashiki and take a knee no get up there and do your damn job if we're equal then we should get first class citizenship Inequality. We shouldn't uh, be three fifths of the. Uh, that should be ratified <laughs> out of the Constitution. You can do this right now, but instead you rather take a knee for the optics. America has its it, agenda
0: and it's talk ever about been let, for, let's let talk about equality black man. Let's talk. Excuse me. Let's talk about a beautiful point, but we're gonna stay with you. Let's talk about taking the knee. Should Cap get a fair chance at the NFL, man? And Will the NFL Kaepernick. feel, and if they give him a fair chance and he actually gets back into the NFL, do you feel the NFL will be losing power by letting him back in? So
1: I just want to start by saying I'm a 49er fan. Kaepernick was my favorite player. I was an avid Capic, Cap supporter since day one, before the protest, during the protest, after the protest. Let's go politically. I just though. don't agree. I I never agreed with Caps decision to settle out of court undisclosed because now he's in a position where he can't come out and say certain things because of the undisclosed um, parameters of what he accepted from the NFL. So now his platform isn't as big. So now we're using him as a martyr, but the martyr can't even come out and do anything about it because he wanted to take the money under the table for undisclosed amount. Would you like to stand back in the NFL? No. You took Mm. a deal from the NFL, an undisclosed deal, and you know now that all this is going on that it wasn't worth whatever you took from the NFL. So as far as Cap, it would be detrimental to your whole Mm. martyr martyr, um, standpoint to, to go back to the NFL. A martyr is ostracized. A martyr is killed. If you go back, then that kills that whole narrative. I think a so return though, to right? a, a, a return to the NFL for Kaepernick would be detrimental to black people as the when we record the history of what's going on in America.
0: Okay, so I'm going to you with back this. And they, if
1: white people get the right history, that narrative is going to be skewed and
0: everything that Kaepernick stood for is going to be washed away. Okay, but him getting back into the NFL, wouldn't that constitute everything that he was saying was evident? Isn't that the, isn't that the, because the skill is there, right? No. Because so let me, no let me finish. To Just let me finish. If so there's finish. no change to the system or the structure,
1: then it's Just all I'm optics. Finished.
0: No, no, no. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Regardless of optics or not. I get that. Like, we all get that. But my question is to you again we all know he has a skill level to get back in. If he's able to get back in, that would be the ultimately, that would be the ultimate apology, and that would be the NFL admittance that they blackballed him, though. So how would that be anything negative towards the black community? Because listen, now that gives, now the NFL knows that, oh, you know what? Now all these other players who have a problem with social injustice, now you know what? They're going to be able to exercise their platform and it kind of evens the playing field eventually. You don't think so?
1: I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's, it's just like oh, go, what's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. If none of this leads to legislation or structural change, then it's all optics. Bringing back Kaepernick but not changing the rules or, or, or bringing in a Black owner, that would say... Hey, we realize we're wrong, and we're gonna let somebody own a team in our. Because we're financially. There's a financial dealing. Let Let a player come back and probably get a minimum contract and pay him a million dollars and make a billion dollars off the optics that you're gonna get for signing this dude for one year for a minimum. It's all optics. That's not gonna do anything for black people. Bring in a black owner. Courtney? How black head coaches.
3: Yeah, I agree with Caleb. Uh, Cap, Cap Cap doesn't want to play football because he he knows what like what Caleb said. Like it'll it's gonna water down everything he stood for. He already shot himself in the foot when he took the deal under the table. Like if he wanted to be this real martyr, he would expose everything. But now he can't. Like we don't know nothing. We don't know how much he got. How much money? He, you know what I'm saying? I heard it was only like a couple mil. Oh. Like
0: for him to be quiet forever cap,
3: cap does cap knows if he step on the football field like everyone's going to look at him like bro nah and then the skill's not there no more Ken. i don't believe the skill like it's been four what four years
0: mm-hmm.
3: like mm-hmm. he he can't play football no more man
0: and he don't look in shape to you
3: F- looking in shape and being football shape we all know that's two different things
0: right and, do you, you do you believe you, have, he's you haven't took a hit
3: you have, he hasn't taken a hit on the football
2: field for four years, man. Yeah, but like, he, about like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, if they can ride it out all the way to forty, and he's still somewhat in his prime, yeah, at least. But building. they were they right. were actively playing though. Well, we and, don't. And, no, he Cap, take his, don't Go know
3: ahead. What? And Cap, Cap is a mobile quarterback too. He's a running quarterback, so it's different. True. Hmm. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like his reaction, he relies on that reaction. It's like he's older. he has been four years. Like football and basketball too. Like if it was basketball, it's a different story. But football, you got you got to get back used to taking them hits and being mm-hmm. all four years. That's that's different. True.
0: <laughs> beautiful assessment, fellas. It's a beautiful show, man. I appreciate y'all for coming, talking, introspective thoughts, real thoughts. Let's go to shout outs if y'all ain't got nothing else. Um,
2: do I have anything else I want to tell y'all? No. Oh, I did one. I have one more thing. Let's go. Uh, because everybody's talking about WNBA and NBA um getting the opportunity to express how they feel about social injustice on their jerseys. Um, I was going to ask. I wanted to ask you actually, Ken. Uh, do you feel that this is something that we'll see that's like similar to the Donald Sterling with the Clippers back in the day, you know, a few years back where this actually shows some type of unity and everybody comes together and, you know, like there's solidarity, right? Mm -hmm. Or do you, this is just another ploy since majority of the games aren't going to be televised. Like they're going to have like two or three games going at the same time but the only the two more attractive teams are going to have their game televised. So what if, you know, things are done behind the scenes where LeBron might have certain things that he wears, but it's not televised as much, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. do you think like this is actually going to make a positive impact for us? Or do you honestly think that this is just another band-aid to try to make us feel like our voice matters when it really doesn't?
0: I think it's a mi- I think honestly, I think it's a mixture of both. Um, I think that, it's it's still a form of promotion i mean i i wouldn't um i think it's regardless of what the motive is regardless of whether or not it's optics that's still an extra person standing and maybe being educated on okay what is this what does this mean so um i'm not gonna like me personally i'm not gonna look at it from a negative perspective because i think i mean it's informative at the end of the day it's education And, and 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 whatever the motive is behind it rather if it's negative, I mean, I mean that'll come to light. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, I definitely think it's a good thing, though. I think it's education. I think it, that, that's just an extra person, like I said, saying, oh, what's that like? Being inquisitive and stuff. I don't have a problem
2: with it. Here's my follow-up to it, because I had a feeling you would say that. And then I feel like Caleb's going to be on my side. How ironic would it be? because when the I Can't Breathe first came out around the Trayvon Martin stuff and, the tra- and you know, just everybody, I can't even go through all the names at the moment.
0: Can't lose them now, oh, you man. know hear Damn. <laughs> Damn. That's wow. gonna, gonna make a good point.
1: Yeah.
0: It we can't like end it like that, up. man. Huh?
1: But, but for me, I kind of agree with you because at the end of the day, the, the the players aren't making the decision to allow it. They're just making the decision to participate. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't knock any player for choosing to participate if you open the door. You know what I'm saying? But once again, it's the white man setting That's the true. stage for us. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? It's not like a black man's pulling the string and saying, hey, we're wearing these shirts and, and give us this. It's the the white man saying here, Nick, take this. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. As long as I can't to black people, you know what I'm saying? Nothing's gonna change, man. Yeah,
3: and the NBA is smart. See, they they right. learn from the oh. NFL, so they they're they're always ten steps ahead. Like, yeah, let's paint the let's paint the floors. Black lives matter. Let's mm-hmm. let them wear what they want. They they push their players in the front, but the N- NBA is just like the NFL, man. Ain't a lot of black owners. There's not a lot of black head coaches, like but but they push the players in front, let them have their voices, so we can be like the NBA. Got the power, LeBron James got the power. Yeah,
0: man, we ain't got no power. It's all illusion, man. So so, Courtney, so you don't have a problem with emblems being displayed like as they as they finish off the season? I do. You do.
3: I do, because like Kalem said, it wasn't from us. It's the owners and the execs that's coming up with this. But it's still an extra like person. You said.
0: It doesn't matter the motive in a lot of times, Cordy. Mm-hmm. So, so let me tell you something. It, Some, to me, it does. But hold on, Cordy. In this incident, it does. But hold on, Cordy. Sometimes, well, we all know when we look at motives, we're taking it We're taking it like from a personal perspective. Let, let's step out what the motive is and use that manipulation and think of it like, hey, that's just another person. <laughs> that's just another person being educated about it. That's just another so person who, saying, hmm, what's that? Just in general, So who we, in society. Who we educating? Just any anybody in, in society. So <laughs> that white mom who's not really into basketball, hmm, what does that emblem mean? Yeah, I mean, you, the, is it, it's inquisitive. It's still education. I got you, but the,
3: educa- the education's been here for over 40 years, and ain't nothing changed. So you telling me Black Lives Matter on the NBA marquee, marquee floor is going to change something?
0: I didn't say it's going to change it. I'm just saying that's education, Courtney. That, that, that's, that's still an addition for... What what black people are trying to get, right? Uh,
3: I, I don't I don't Ken, think it's
2: education.
0: Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it, it can be.
2: Ken, check this out. My phone keeps messing up. That's why I had to jump in and jump back out. Um, what I meant by it was when Kobe and everyone else did it, it was looked at in a different way. Everyone had someone else of their like, you know, one of their homeboys made it, like, hey, here, wear this and make a pro, you know, protest piece. The pop the trunk. Right. Exactly. Like we talked before. Right. Now, th- the reason why I wanted to ask you that is, and I know, like I said, Caleb's going to be on the same page. If they turn around and start selling our merch, like not our, but selling merchandise with Black Lives Matter on it, with uh, uh, Brianna Taylor, like with different play, like with different people's name on it. Not only are we putting extra money into their pocket for no reason. We're just selling our own sorrow. To see it on mm-hmm. somebody's back that they're not even going to actually take serious because 2K, the dude Ronnie 2K, I respect him for the fact that he shut down 2K for two hours. He made everybody who came online, they said you cannot play an online game for two hours, but you can go on the server and you can walk around the server and like peacefully protest. Then they started giving away Black Lives Matter, I Can't Breathe, uh, uh, you know, Say Their Name. Uh, merchandise on the game that didn't cost you virtual currency to, the, to purchase, but it all still pushed the propaganda. It's still, when you go on, that's all you see. So I'm thinking when that, when, and I'm glad you said the whole uh, Black Lives Matter on the court. If we continue to brand us being killed, we're accepting it and laughing at ourselves while everybody's wearing the shit on their back. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because, like, when the first couple Trayvon Martin shirts came out, there were people who were taking their time out to be artists, to airbrush mm-hmm. a young man because they felt bad that could have been their son, their brother, whoever. Now it's like if you went to Walmart or you went to Target and they had a rack with every single black person's name on a different black shirt, would you buy it? No, because you'd be like, what the hell type of shit is this? But if they put the NBA logo right on the back collar, now everybody's going to buy it and they'll it- be okay.
3: And, and, and Ken, let me ask you this: Why, why is the NBA and all these like ESPNs like? Why are they telling us that this is going to happen? And why, why can't it just be spontaneous, like or your surprise or a, surprise. Your, or a, a surprise. surprise? Like, 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 when, Trayvon Mark, like when Trayvon Martin, like when thing happened, the Miami Heat team they collectively did it together, came out with their hoods up. Mm-hmm. Like, right. we even know that was going. Stuff like that has a bigger impact to me. You telling me, oh, they're going to paint the black lives? Man, it's just. It's so watered down. But on the just, flip it, side,
0: but but on the flip side, fellas, I don't agree with it. I don't disagree with it being watered down. But you guys would have the same emotion if they didn't take credence and recognize the BLM movement. You guys no, would be complaining then too. The NBA ain't, that, ain't doing nothing. The NBA ain't doing nothing. NBA is 85% black. That, How come they not doing this? That, come on now. You, you, you guys were complaining
1: with the last hey, with the, with the Sterling. I don't agree with, you. with With the Donald Sterling Clippers, the Clippers came... Why do you laughing, their, at Alvin? You know it's true. Inside out. No, they, they got, they got yeah. rid of the whole logo because of Donald Sterling. They had to rebrand their whole logo because yeah. the players came and turned their shit inside out and wouldn't represent a brand that represented Donald Sterling. That has more of an impact when it's spontaneous. For the NBA to say, hey, players, put this message on your jersey. I'm not disagreeing with that. I, agree, look. I agree with it happening. I I don't agree with the NBA being the one issuing it in.
0: Well, the, you
2: know what? The NBA has to be the one issuing it in because they're now officially our first American sport to start back up during quarantine. Don't the agree soccer. with me now,
0: Alvin. Don't agree huh? with me now. That's why you
2: was laughing. Don't agree <laughs> with me now. <laughs> I was, also, I was also laughing because they were going in on the, on the Sterling with the Clipper protest. Because, honestly, when they took those jerseys off, and, I mean, I've never really been a Clipper fan. I always loved the Lakers. But it was crazy. Like, if you think about the potential the Clippers had, Lob City was during all of that, like, all that negativity. If they didn't have that extra negativity, they possibly could have went further in the playoffs. I can't say they would have ever won a chip. Was Lob City a hoax? To- no, no. It, to me it wasn't. No. I felt like they no. were actually nice, and they no. had that. That, bro-
3: that year, that year when that broke, that happened in the playoffs. It's, it's Matt Bowen. Bar- Matt Barnes talking it screwed the whole team
2: up, bro. It ruined everything because they couldn't even. They couldn't look. They couldn't look themselves in the mirror with that jersey on and say, "I want to win it for Clipper Nation." Because they was like, "The exactly. hell
3: is
2: it <laughs> I mean, they even went and got a mascot. Like, mm. look at they got a. They got an ostrich or a pelican looking bird as a hmm. mascot, just so that they could get away
3: <laughs> from that. Kent, Ken, is mm. is MLB is MLB gonna have Black Lives Matter out in the outfield or
2: behind? <laughs> yeah,
3: right. yeah, right. Yeah, right. Why not? Yeah. Why not? That's Why not? The Come on, man. No, Why the demog- not? What's the what's the demographic <laughs> of African Americans in baseball? Is NHL is the NHL gonna do it? Come on, man.
0: Oh. No. No, no, so it ma- so wait, it makes wait. more sense. But okay, so it makes more wait, wait. sense for the NBA, who is predominantly black, to do it. You can't no, no. compare that to the yeah, NFL, yeah, MLB. That's silly yeah,
3: because the because the NBA has an agenda agenda, and they have to cater to their and audience, bro.
2: Baseball, Major League Baseball is one of the only sports that on okay, Jackie Robinson's birthday, everybody wears forty two. I've never heard of that in any other sport. He's 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 our he's our uh uh you know the leader of segregation in baseball. So they honor him in that way. We've never heard nothing honored of anybody like that in the NBA for any reason. Like they put the patch on. Look, here's one. They put the KB patch for Kobe since he passed. But the year before that, or two years before that, Jerry Bus had died, and they had the patch for him. Almost the exact same JB as it is KB. Do you think they're going to have the patch next year? No. Even though Kobe was the greatest Laker ever, as far as fan wise, they're not going to do that because it's going to be too much marketing and too much direction towards Kobe and not enough towards the NBA.
0: What will make you ask me that question about the MLB, Corey? <laughs> like, of course not. That was a good point, though.
2: That was a it's good America's point. It's America's pastime.
0: I thought yeah. football
2: was though. now. Nah, nah, baseball. That's that's nah. that's. It's not that
0: edging. It's not. It's not. I mean. No. That's what I've been hearing these past two years.
2: Football, football needed too much athleticism even back then. They couldn't handle tackling each other with no face mask. Once they let black people start to play at home or at
0: school, <laughs> on the shout outs. A Beautiful <laughs> show. <laughs> no, you you know we can talk for like five hours. Uh, this is a dope show. I appreciate you know we touched on a lot of um. Issues that need to continue to be touched on, the BLM movement, um, different perspectives, uh, transition, just into sports, uh, the BAT Awards. I appreciate all of my fellas. You guys are my brothers. I appreciate you guys studying the material and producing a good show. I cannot do this without y'all. Let's go in the shout-outs, fellas.
3: Shout-out to everybody, man. Shout-out the politics, That's oh, man. Ken You're Chronicles, HNS, everybody oh yeah i'm taking
1: form man i'm taking the podcast let's go um let's go. Oh. what else man my nigga alvin ken chronicles ronnie hns 420 cortez my nigga Tez the gravy back we love robbie man willow jackson music uh man we the camp what about strong, that Roku? We, talk about
0: that roku a little
1: bit oh, man. tomorrow night man we're having a presentation. On a uh, Zoom, unveiling <laughs> our plan for our own television network through the Roku. By the end of the year, we plan to expand the Apple TV, Fire Stick, um, and phone applications. But man, our own platform, man, Politic and broadcasting, man. Michael Meg said something that stuck with me forever. He said, "I do not, I do not." Um, hold on, I'm messing. I don't want to mess up the quote. I do not expect white media to paint positive pictures of black men. And I agree with that. That is not the expectation of the white media. So we're gonna we're gonna be the ones to paint the picture of who black men are, not them. That they, they can't control our narrative
0: anymore. I appreciate that, but I respect that. You know what? Shout out to you, brother. Shout out to the politic inform, Mr. Politic CEO. Man the founder who gave me, Can Chronicles, my first platform and a new shot at life in this journalism stuff, I take it seriously. It's protected and respected, brother. Shout out to Alvin. We, we, gonna, we, we, we gonna definitely connect. I love your introspective point of views. They're very thought provoking. And you know what? You go out with them and I respect them and you walk away with them and you know what? The the, the thing about your commentary is um, it's truthful and it's honest. And I will always respect you for that. So anytime you have an open invitation to come on to Can Chronicles, shout out to Courtney, my best friend. Thank you, brother. It's kind of hard to get him on here. Like I said, like we've been podcasting since the late nineties talking about different like music and stuff like this. And uh, it was actually through his son, Jelani, how I meant. I'm about to go into the shout outs, but shout out Courtney. Thank you. Shout out to his son, Jelani. He's doing great work too. You can check him out on the Politic and forum too. Uh, shout out to lucky heavy heart. Uh, album dropped a couple weeks ago. The Visual Crazy is out. Check it out now. Shout out to Zaire, Underrated and Overdue. I know Visual is out on all major platforms. We got both of the interviews dropping. And in, um, in about a month or so, Kalen uh, was behind the scenes. We had fun. Shout out to Kenai and the whole Dungeon Music family. Kenai, Can't Stand Niggas, Addicted, featuring Ernest King. Shout out to the CEO of Dungeon Music, Davion Canada. And a shout-out to Chow Main. Chow Main, uh, he's a rapper, and he's out of the South Bay, but actually the South Bay um, up north, San Jose, I believe. And he has an album dropping um, early part of mid-September It's called South Bay Summer. So uh, shout-out to all those fellas. Shout-out to Willow Jackson Music and that whole camp in h and uh, H&S 420 Ronnie. That's all I got. And shout-out to uh, Yaji Kedit and what he got going over there with the motivational speaker. And uh, that's it. That's all I got, Ken Chronicles, and we out. Peace. Uh, thank you, brother. Right. we still rolling, too. So hold on.